So many of the things we get to do in life are because of the connections we have with other people. At least that has been my experience. And uh, yesterday, uh, Linda and Josh are not going to be here today because they're down at Lorton Community Action Center where they're distributing to 600 families food for the holidays, gifts for every member of the family, and these are families that range in size from one to nine. Uh, the military families already received their gifts two days ago, uh, but part of the process is what they call shopping. And if you're related to someone who works at LCAC, uh, Kristen, a member at St. James, uh, her mother was there yesterday shopping. Uh, you get to go and shop. And what you do is you all the gifts that you all send along uh, to be a part uh, of LCAC or whatever, uh, a person then goes through with the list of everything that's supposed to be there for the family and makes sure that every item is there and that every item is neatly bagged for each member of the family uh, you know, so you put it in a white garbage bag for each member of the family, four, six bags, and then you put those in black garbage bags for the entire family, numbering them in a careful order and making sure that all the pieces of that happens. Yesterday morning, I got up, I had my wonderful sit with, uh, you know, in my chair, reading, praying, connecting, all those kinds of things. And then at about 11 o'clock, I arrived at, um, at the senior center in Lorton, uh, where we were shopping for gifts. And at about 5.30 last night, I left the senior center and came home. And after about six and a half hours, I have to tell you, I was exhausted physically and mentally. Because, you know, when you come to a, there was like a whole family that was there Half their presents were at a whole other location, and we didn't know where they were, so we had runners, and then you have to wait for them to show up. And then it didn't match exactly what it was supposed to be, so then there's this dance. Well, what would be appropriate? And what happens if, you know, one, you know, one member of the family was shopped for by someone uh, who got them a lot of stuff, and then their brother, who's one year older, was shopped for by someone, and they got one thing? And they don't even come close. How do you, you know, I remember trying to figure that out when Hannah and Josh were little. How do you balance all that out? So after a day of doing that, I was mentally exhausted. But deep inside of me, I was very satisfied. And there was a joy in my heart. Because joy is not dependent on how tired I am. It's not dependent on if everything goes as planned. Because let me just tell you, when you're doing this shopping for LCAC, you know, I don't know how Linda does it. She's just, you know, she just rides along. There only every once in a while there's a little hair fire that causes an outburst of some unique and wonderful expression of Linda's frustration. Um, and, uh, you know, I just keep putting things in bags, because that was my job. Um, but in the midst of all of the craziness in life, if there's a place we can go to, that we can practice going to, that is a deep joy, because joy is not the same thing as happiness. We'll talk about that in just a moment. 
So uh, let me share with you today's scripture lesson. It's from Isaiah. If you notice, I've been working through Isaiah. They're the readings for Advent. We did you know, Isaiah 5 the first week, Isaiah 11 the second week, and now we're in Isaiah 35 this week. Um, the desert and dry land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom like the crocus. They will burst into bloom and rejoice with joy and singing. They will receive the glory of Lebanon, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the Lord's glory, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and support the unsteady knees. Say to those who are panicking, be strong, don't fear. Here's your God. God will come to save you. The eyes of the blind will be opened, the ears of the deaf will be cleared, and the lame will leap like a deer, and the tongue of the speechless will sing. Waters will spring up in the desert and streams in the wilderness. The burning sand will become a pool and the thirsty ground fountains of water. The jackal's habitat, a pasture. Grass will become reeds and rushes. A highway will be there. It will be called the holy way. The unclean will travel. And it will be for those who are walking on that way. Even fools won't get lost on it. Some joy there too. No lion will be there and no predator will go upon it. None of these will be there. Only the redeemed will walk on it. The Lord's ransomed ones will return and enter Zion with singing, with everlasting joy upon their heads. Happiness and joy will overwhelm them. Grief and groaning will flee away. You know, Isaiah is talking to people who are in exile and who have lost a sense of what we talked about Last week, hope. Hard for them to press forward. How can it be imagined? Where can you find joy? Well, let me take a moment to say a little bit about happiness versus joy because they're not the same thing. If I were to locate them in my body, when I feel joy, I feel joy here. When I feel happiness, I feel it here. There's nothing wrong with feeling things in your head or thinking things in your head. But if you think about it, the root word for happiness is, is the hap, which means chance or accident. Random, haphazard, you know, happenstance, you know, um, happen. Those are all chance things. They're uh, things you can't predict. And if you think about what happiness is, it's a chance thing when something you want it to happen the good thing happens, you feel happy. If the good thing doesn't happen, or if your perception of what happens is that it's not a good thing, then happiness isn't there. Happiness is that fleeting thing that you're pursuing, and that, by the way, the Declaration of Independence uh, indicates that we have the right to pursue happiness. Uh, I just tell you that whether it's your right or not, you will never catch it, because it is like haphazard. It randomly happens when something good happens. Let me just tell you I, I, th this little story. Two people working in the same office, both promoted, same day, both happy. 
got a promotion. Joe finds out that Bob gets the promotion at the same time. They're good friends. They're desk mates. They sit right next to each other. Bob's only been at the company for two years, and Joe's been there for 10. Is Joe happy that he got a promotion, or is he unhappy because Bob got a promotion at the same time that Joe did? Joe also discovers that while he gets a bump in the pay because of his promotion, Bob gets a 5% bonus on top of that. Now suddenly, a promotion which you think, oh, everyone should be happy. It's not happy anymore. Why? Because happiness is oftentimes about comparison. It's about comparing what I have and what you have. So what goes on for this person and what doesn't go on for this person? Well, I don't have that, so I'm unhappy. And I measure it by what I do or don't have. Joy is a deeper place. When I think of joy, I think of it's, it's like a deep well within us. Now, the problem for most of us is it requires practice to dig into the well. If the water is running under the ground, you've got to set a tap root all the way down there, or you've got to get out your shovel and do the hard work of getting to the place where the joy res resides. And it's in your heart. And if you spend all your time in your head comparing everything that's going on with everyone else around you, good, bad, fast, slow, all those kinds of things, you're putting all these value judgments on it, then you will be unhappy, at least some of the time. And you'll miss the joy. Because you see, the joy is always there. Tired or not, you can be joyful. But you have to practice. Practice tapping into the joy. So today, uh, we're going to practice tapping into joy. We're going to practice. I want you to just take a pause, just a pause. This is, this, you can do this anywhere that you are. Well, maybe not. You know, there are some places probably you can't just pause. And you can't pause for a long time. You know, say you jumped out of a plane with a parachute on your back. You can pause for a little bit. But when the ground gets there, it's over. Don't pause too long. But uh, there are, most of the time, you can pause. Um, you can stop where you are. In fact, you know, when you stop at a stoplight, when you're driving your car, you can pause and take a breath. Not pause and check your phone. Notice I said not pause and check your phone. Pause and take a breath. Pause and look around. What's at this corner? Have you ever even noticed what's at this corner? Or is it one of the many corners you stop on the way to work every day? And because you stop every day on your way to work, all you're thinking about is being at work. You're not even in the moment. You can't tap the joy here where you are unless you're here where you are. <laughs> and I just have to tell you, joy is neither something you can have in the future or something you can have in the past. You can only have it now. You might remember the time when you tapped the joy the last time, but joy is always with you. And tapping it, getting to it, requires that you pause long enough to be where you are so you can get down to that heart space where the joy really is, where it resides. Notice how fast, you know, right now I'm preaching, so I can already tell I'm touching my heart, it's beating way too fast. <laughs> You know, I get wound up, get excited. I should probably breathe deeply. 
I could, you know, go into my catatonic phase and just preach like that, you know. Never know. But uh, my heart's beating really fast right now. So I'm trying to pause and be in the moment. And my heart's saying, dude, you've got to be on top of this. So we're going to pump a little extra adrenaline for you so you can be out of the joy for a moment. But you know when you pause and take a deep breath, it slows your heart rate. It releases all sorts of things into your body, whether you realize it or not. Positive things get released into your body. It balances all of those electromagnetic waves that are running through your body. Whether we realize it or not, when we can be coherent, when we reach a level of coherence, when our heart is beating and our mind is calm, you know, they're connected. And that coherence allows us to tap deeper into ourselves the joy that is there. The kind of thing that is there whether Bob got a better promotion than you or not. Whether Bob got a 5% bump in pay and you got a 2% bump in pay. Because it's no longer about comparing yourself. Joy is something that comes from within you. Not by looking at what someone else has. Or even what you had before. Because right now what you've got is your breath, your life, connection. You're near other people right now. For this moment, we are connected to one another. And if I understand the biblical message, we are all connected all the time as the body of Christ. No matter where you go, you're part of us. We are part of you. And that connectedness drives us into the world to share this joy that we have found. You know, there's a promise the angels give at the birth of Jesus. I know I'm jumping ahead, jumping ahead the story. You know, uh, they proclaim a joy that shall be for all people. A joy that shall be for all people. The joy is that Christ was born for us. All of us. Out of God's infinite love, for a little tiny speck of a planet on the edge of a galaxy that's not even all that big compared to all the other ones. It's one of billions of galaxies in an ever-expanding universe. And yet somehow God chose to have a Christ event here 2,000 years ago. Why did God wait 14.6 billion years after the beginning of the universe to do it? I don't know. I'll chat with God about that perhaps someday in the future. But I suspect that by the time I get to hang out with God, I will not care about time. Time is purely a construct anyway. I could learn to be in this moment, and I wouldn't worry about the next or measuring how much time I have or don't have because I have now, and right now I have enough. And see, that's another source of joy. If you can be in this moment, this now, then the anxiety that robs you of happiness, because you think, oh, what I got to do tomorrow at work, or, oh, that thing I got to do this afternoon, or whatever it is that's on, oh, I haven't finished my Christmas shopping, oh, I haven't started my Christmas shopping, oh, I can't even remember who I'm supposed to get Christmas stuff for this year. 
oh, I don't even know what, uh, what Johnny wants, you know, or Mary wants. Maybe they just want to hang out with you. Oh, my gosh, what a, what a shock that would be. Right now, I have enough. Now, 20 minutes from now, I'm not sure. But I don't have 20 minutes from now right now. I have now. Right now, there's enough. And if I can be grounded in the enough I have right now, and the moment that I have right now, then once again, that pause allows me to stop long enough to slow my heart and to tap into something that God built into me. And to you too. He built it to be joyful. Even when Army loses. You know, uh, unless you're a Navy fan. And then I'm not saying anything. But, uh, you know, but then South County won the state championship. So, you know, it's a, you know, it's an, if it, but you see, if you ha tie your happiness to how your football team does, oh my gosh, how would I have felt last week when Clemson, like, handed UVA its lunch? <laughs> it wasn't even handing the lunch. It was like crushing the lunch into us. <laughs> but then again, the week before. 39-30 over tech. I mean, you know, that's so, you know, I, you know, you, it, I can't measure my life by those things. And now I've said them out loud. And I feel a euphoria. And it's a temporary happiness. It's a temporary happiness that too shall pass. That too shall pass. See? Get caught up, getting caught up in the moment or in past moments and past glories. You'll lose track of right now. <laughs> See, there we go. There we go. I still remember the days when we took George Wells from Navy. I thought we would never be able to. But that's way back then. And this is now. So have you found joy this season? Or have you been so busy moving from thing to thing to thing, rush to rush to rush, that there hasn't been a moment for the pause? And if there hasn't been a moment for the pause yet, is there going to be a moment for the pause? Because let me just tell you what, if you keep thinking the future is when you're going to pause, you ain't never going to pause because the future doesn't ever come. There is never a future. There is only the now. There is only now. There is only now. So if you don't pause now, you will never pause. Because I'll pause tomorrow. When is tomorrow? Tomorrow. Yeah, but tomorrow, tomorrow isn't tomorrow. Tomorrow is today, tomorrow. And then tomorrow is the day after tomorrow. And you see, it just keeps, it just keeps running away. It just keeps running away. If you don't pause now, you don't have time to pause now. James, I am baking things. I am cooking things. I am shopping for things. I am wrapping things. I am building trees. I am taking trees down. I am checking all the lights, why they don't work, why they do work. I am setting the timer so it comes on. I am making sure that there is a place setting and a special gift for each person who's coming to Christmas dinner. Blah, 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 blah. There is never time. Well, there never will be unless you take it now. The God of the universe, if I understand the biblical message, on the seventh day stopped. The God that made this universe 14.6 billion years ago, and I don't even know what a day was like then, because we measured days in solar calendars. There was no soul at that point, <laughs> no sun. 
It wasn't there yet. There was only a vague inkling of us 14.6 billion years ago. And yet somehow we know that after making everything and starting it all in process, God rested. And if you can't take a breath now and then, then apparently you're more important than God. And that's why you never get joy in Christmas either. Because every one of us in this room is more important than God. I have got more things to do. There is no space for me in this crazy season because I'm doing things, doing them right now. Right now I'm doing them, checking my list twice, going to find out who's naughty and nice. I am checking this bad boy. And if that list isn't full enough, I've got another list in this hand. And by the way, I can reach in my back pocket. And what do I have a phone for? My phone has got seven different to-do lists. The St. James to-do list, the family to-do list, the James to-do list, the district to-do list. (sighs) I'm already tired just knowing my to-do lists are out there. You can pause. Every Sunday morning, If you want to come to church, just if, just throwing it out there now, you can pause right here. You can sing when we sing if you want, or you can pause. You can listen to that James guy or whoever happens to be preaching that Sunday preach, or you can just pause. I can't tell whether you're listening to me or not. Well, some of you I can. Some of you are really engaged. Some of you could be in a deep zen situation right now, you know, uh, somewhere else or nowhere, nirvana or something. I don't know. I can't tell what you're thinking about. Maybe you are got your plan for what you're baking in your turkey. Oh, I got a turkey today. Got to go, go home and check on that thing. Hope James doesn't go too long today because, you know, it's going to burn. You know, pause. You can pause right now. But you can also pause at traffic lights. All it takes is one moment to catch a breath. You can pause when you get on the the metro. When you sit down on the metro, you can pause. Wherever you are, whenever you are, you can pause. Maybe not when you're driving and actually physically moving. Do not close your eyes and take a breath. In Northern Virginia, that's all that it takes. But do you see how pausing can connect you? And when you are connected and coherent and connected, you can touch the joy that is deep within. Do you see how that happiness is all based purely on your own opinions? What may appear good to me could appear bad to you. If every year your expectation is that there will be a ham at Christmas, and this year I tell you there's going to be a turkey at Christmas, I will be happy, and you will be un. Why? Because you placed a value on a specific thing happening at that time that may or may not happen. Part of the path of finding joy is letting go of some of the things that don't really matter, and you know what they are, and you discover over a lifetime more and more the things you were sure mattered don't matter as much as you thought. So pause for joy this season. Pause to breathe this season. You know, take your pulse. How fast are you rushing around? Has your heart had time to catch up? 
Because this is a season of great joy, which shall be for all people, except for the ones who are rushing around and missing. Joy comes from deep within. It comes from a connection to God. It comes from practice, from digging your own well, even when you fail. That practice can carry you.